Imagine the irony. The federal government suing a state for enforcing the laws that the federal government refuses to enforce. Wish I'd said that that's actually from a, a, a comic from a fellow named Mr. Oxick talking about the showdown in the Texas border now, uh, which is going on a big fight between the federal government and the state of Texas as to whether or not Texas has the right to protect its own borders when the government fails to do that. And hi, everybody. I'm Bill Little here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. Uh, as those of you who be keeping up on the story are aware, the Supreme Court has ruled that the uh, that the Texas National Guard and on all these other Texas state apparatus have to get out of the way so that the federal government can come in and enforce the border. Um, but this is kind of the core of the issue here. Um, uh, Scott, you live in Texas, so why don't we start with you here? Um, the, the, there has never been anything in the history of this country like what the Biden administration has not just allowed, has mandated will occur at the southern border. This is not a question of the Border Patrol not doing their job. This is a question of the Border Patrol being ordered not to do their job, which is why Texas basically took the move. And Governor Abbott said, I think this is nearly a direct quote, he said, look, the state of Texas is prepared for any conflict that might arise out of this. Um, this is an emergency in the state of Texas. It's an emergency in all of the southern border uh, states. And once again, Washington is kind of saying, well, you know what? That's not our problem. Is it Texas's problem? Does Texas have the right, do you think? The Supreme Court said that essentially that they don't. But does Texas have the right to defend their own border if the federal government will not? I don't even know if we need to state it in terms like that, because in effect, what Texas is saying is, um, let me let me put the best positive spin on this. Hey, federal government, I know you got a lot of things on your plate. I know you have these regulations and rules and laws and such, uh, but you don't have all the manpower you need to enforce it. So we'll give you a hand here. Uh, we're not going to come up with our own laws about protecting the state of Texas um, or the nation of Texas, as we prefer to think of ourselves. Um, but we, uh, there are federal laws that are being violated here, and we'll pick these guys up. Ironically, um, it's okay to do that in other contexts. When I was a county commissioner, there was a, a big um, kerfuffle because uh, local officials picked up and held, uh, I think that was three guys, over the weekend while waiting for the federal government to get its act together and come pick them up uh, because they suspected they were illegal immigrants. As it turns out, they were not illegal immigrants. And um, so, so that became a case to, for the county to deal with there. Um, but apparently that's kind of an ordinary process of things. The the locals essentially notify the uh, immigration service and say, hey, we got a couple of guys here. You want to come get them? Um, now, I don't think that's a great way of handling things, but it works across the country for a lot of places. And, and suddenly it's unacceptable here for Texas to say, hey, we'll pick up these people who are, are violating. However, there's another thing that occurs to me while all this is going on. I mean, they strung up razor wire along the river. They put the uh, floating things in the river to block people from crossing. But um, years ago, I read a story about uh, a university that decided to build buildings, um, but not uh, not put in any sidewalks. And they waited a year or so to see where the grass got beat down. And then they put sidewalks where the grass got beat down, because now they know where students want to walk, instead of putting the sidewalks in first and have students skip the sidewalks. So as we look at this border area in Texas, it seems to me that's where the grass is beat down. So if you want to have an entry point to the United States, why not set up an official entry point there? 
because after all, nobody's opposed to legal immigration um, on either side of the aisle. And why not have a, a port of entry at that place, which I think is called Eagle Pass or somewhere near there so that those people don't have to risk their lives crossing the river or, you know, deal with the coyotes and all those kind of people that they have to deal with, uh, both human coyotes and coyote coyotes. Um, and and I, I just can't fathom why the federal government, with all its capabilities, cannot set up a reasonable process for welcoming people into this country, for ensuring that they're here uh on a, a legitimate basis and that they intend us no harm um, and why we can't have a process to do that, I don't understand. I think Greg Abbott is, in a sense, uh, just doing his duty as the governor of Texas. Um, in another sense, I think he's intentionally being provocative, too, because I think he sees this as another thing like like busing illegal immigrants to cities that uh, to liberal cities in the north, that it's it's a provocative statement to say, hey, this system is, is a mess and we need to do something about it and nobody's going to do anything until I create a little crisis. Well, we do have legal checkpoints to enter the country. We've got one in Tijuana. We've got one at, at, you know, at El Paso. We have these checkpoints. The problem for uh, somebody is, is that you can't allow hundreds of thousands of people through those checkpoints illegally because that's why they're checkpoints. If you put a checkpoint there, the problem is not whether or not you've got a legal checkpoint. The problem is people are coming through that place because there is no checkpoint there specifically. That's the entire point of the argument. Uh, Steve, this this um, seems to me to be a, a really interesting case for me. Uh, I've always maintained that the only effective, since the uh, establishment of the 17th Amendment that basically made senators electable uh, by the people rather than by the state government, that the power of the states in the in the the trilateral sort of government that we have, uh, supposed to have anyway, that the 17th Amendment took away a great deal of protection for the states. Senators used to be elected by the state legislators, not to represent the people of Texas, but to represent the state of Texas. And when that changed, you've just got a House of Lords now. It's just a, the people are represented in the House of Representatives, states are represented in the Senate. So all that seems to be left about the state's powers to balance the federal government, to balance this concentration of power, is now the state governors. And 25 Republican state governors have supported Governor Abbott openly and said, we'll send you whatever other supplies you need from our National Guard Reserve. So this really is a much bigger issue than the actual border crisis. This is a, this is a question to me that's just very clearly saying that the federal government is intentionally causing this crisis. And and that they have, and and that in the case of Texas, we simply cannot, we simply can't take it anymore. So we're going to force the issue. And I'm glad he's forcing the issue. I have some thoughts on what I would do with it in terms of the optics after you're done. But but do you see this as a as a because there's a, a trucker convoy heading yeah. there now as well, obviously. But do you see this as as a legitimate stand up protest on the part of states in the structure of our constitution? I am to basically say. If, if the federal government's not doing what it's supposed to do, then the Tenth Amendment not only gives us the authority, but essentially requires us to do this. Yeah, I'm glad you gave me this question because it leads up to exactly what I wanted to say as soon as I found that this was your topic. And I, I love it when I can answer the question by actually answering the question instead of listening to your question politely and then saying what I was going to say anyway. It just it works out much better this way for all involved. Um, you know, when uh, when Governor Abbott released his uh, his big statement last week. 
uh, it, it came across my uh, my laptop in the in the evening when I wasn't going to write. And I'm like, wow, this thing has got a real uh, win in the course of human events vibe to it, mm. right? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to write about this tomorrow morning, and that's going to be my angle. And by the time I was ready to write about it uh, the next morning, it turns out Ace of Ace of Spades had already written about the <laughs> Declaration of Independence vibe to, uh, to Governor Abbott's statement. Um, and having 24 other Republican governors join on board gives that a lot more heft than than just one rogue he isn't rogue but one rogue yeah. uh republican governor um but let me let me give you an example of somebody being so right that they're wrong um i would say that Ilya soman has forgotten more about the constitution than i will ever know except that he hasn't forgotten anything about the constitution he's this is this is what he does and he had a, a very interesting article in reason magazine uh sometime in the last couple of days uh, just saying that on the Constitution, Abbott is is just plain wrong. Um, and he said, uh, he wrote, those who cite Madison in support of equating immigration and invasion ignore the one time he directly addressed this very question, the report of 1800, which rebutted claims that the Alien Friends Act of 1798 was authorized by the Invasion Clause. Uh, there, Madison explicitly rejected the idea that immigration qualifies as invasion, emphasizing that invasion is an operation of war those that last part is madison's own words um and then uh someone also quoted himself on a on a brief he filed against all of this saying that if illegal immigration or drug smuggling really do qualify as an invasion then uh article one section 10 clause three of the constitution uh just it starts getting a little crazy he says someone says um, in other words, Texas, he says, would be authorized to take such actions as sending its National Guard to invade Mexico in order to attack drug cartels or forestall undo uh, undocumented migration. Um, and again, this is a point where um, someone might be right on the law or the Constitution in this case, but I just think he's wrong on the issue. And the reason is uh, Greg Abbott is not Hitler demanding that Mexico turn over the Sudetenland. Uh, he's, he's asking... Washington to enforce its own laws. And if they won't, then as Scott said, he'd be happy to lend a helping hand. Um, the lawlessness here is on the part of Washington. And what Abbott and 24 other Republican governors are trying to do is to restore some lawfulness. And if the uh, constitutional read they're grasping at is, is a little thin, well, at least unlike President Biden, they're doing something to get our border under control. And I don't know if it's going to be enough, Bill, but I do know that we may be looking at a very serious constitutional crisis, not like the one we had uh, 160 years ago in defense of slavery, but one in defense of the state's own existence and Washington's refusal to protect that. There's a lot here to talk about, and, and, and my close has to do with the optics and the politics, but just because... You both brought up some really interesting points. So obviously the Supreme Court made a ruling, and it seems to me if I understand both of your arguments correctly, the entire um, decision hinges around whether or not this is immigration or an invasion. Uh, immigration is a controlled process. Immigration is when people come through checkpoints, when people have permission to enter the country, they're allowed to immigrate either permanently through through naturalization process, or if you're just a Mexican, you want to come and visit America and you go through a checkpoint in Tijuana or whatever, that's immigration. 
Is this an invasion? We know that there are huge numbers of military-aged men. We know that there are large numbers of weapons that are coming across the border. It's hard not to, it's hard not to say that large numbers of military-aged men crossing into your country without going through immigration processes that are established to protect a border as opposed to simply letting it open. When you have hundreds of thousands of people avoiding immigration checkpoints in order to come into the country, and significant numbers of those are armed in a military age, starting to look like you could call that an invasion to me. But let's, for the sake of the argument, say that it isn't. The issue is, the problem with centralized power is that the people, if you have centralized power, the people that make the decisions for the people on the periphery do not have to abide by the consequences of their own decision. That's why dispersed power is so, is so much better. You don't get to make a decision that doesn't have a direct impact on you. Washington has clearly said we don't, not only do we not want to stop immigration, we're essentially letting the, anybody who wants to come in and we're almost advertising it. So people in Washington up until recently have not had to pay a price for that. But Governor Abbott and to some degree um, Governor DeSantis decided to say if you want to continue allow this unregulated wave of people coming into the country, you want to call that immigration, fine. We're going to ship them to you and you can deal with the problem. And then all of a sudden, New York declares an emergency. Chicago declares an emergency because they have to deal with what the people in Texas deal with every day. And the decision is made in Washington by people who don't live on the border. So this is the entire idea of dispersed power. This is the entire idea of the United States as the United States. That's why there is a state identity. And that's why we have state governors. So for me, what I've learned about, about modern politics is politics is optics. And politics is optics, meaning that we live in an age of mass communication where people make their decisions on how they vote based on the information that's available to them. And most of that information comes to them visually now. It used to come through newspapers. Now most of it comes to them visually. And optics and storytelling are something that I'm, that I'm good at. So if it were me, this is what I would do if I was Governor Abbott. The argument that the federal government is making through um, Karine uh, uh, Jean-Pierre and also through, uh, who's it, uh, was uh, Jack uh, Kirby? John Kirby, yeah. John Kirby, yeah. John Kirby, yeah. John Kirby, they brought him out to say, well, here, here's the thing. The argument that the, that the federal government is making is this. Governor, Tech, uh, Governor Abbott of Texas is blocking the Border Patrol from doing their job. What they're arguing is, is that the Border Patrol needs access to the border so that they can protect the border. That's the argument that both of them are making. In other words, Texas is responsible for this problem because Texas won't let the, the United States Border Patrol do their job. That's precisely the argument that they're making verbatim. That is the verbatim argument that they're making. So. As a storytelling person, this is what I would do. We're talking mostly about one specific area. I think you mentioned it was Eagle Pass or something, Scott, something like that, where there's been the erection of a lot of, of razor wire, and it looks like they've took, taken shipping containers and made kind of a makeshift wall there and so on in order to prevent immigration. So if I'm Governor Abbott, this is what I will do. I will get a very high detailed photograph of that area. I'd get drone photographs of the area. I would say, here are the defenses that we as Texans have put up on the border because the federal government refused to enforce border immigration. Then I would say, we are now going to allow the United States Border Patrol access to this area. And then I would see if the border patrol is pulling down the barriers. And if they are, 
I want that on camera because then I've got a case. Then I've got proof. If the federal argument is Governor Abbott is blocking access so the border control cannot do their job, if I'm Governor Abbott, I say, okay, here's your access. If it turns out that allowing the border patrol access means that the border patrol is making it easier for people to get into the country rather than harder, now I as Governor Abbott have an ironclad case of what we all know to be true anyway, which is the federal government has reasons that it wants the southern border to be unprotected. They have reasons that they want an endless number of immigrants in this country, and, and it's political reasons. So that's what I would do. But in any event, it is now at the point where we are, as Steve said, potentially facing serious constitutional crisis. And honestly, there is one way to avoid a constitutional crisis like this, where if you live in Texas, and the huge majority of the people I've seen in the comments of this, an enormous majority of Texans are in favor of Governor Abbott doing this. And you can pretty much get to a point pretty quickly where you can say, yes, you're right. The federal government does overrule us in this matter. The federal government has the legal authority to get us to stop <laughs> protecting our border and tear down barricades that we're doing to protect the citizens of Texas. They do have that legal right. And in order to get around those legal rights, the only solution that we see available is to make Texas no longer subject to the federal government and make it the Republic of Texas again. And if they were to do that, I think every conservative in the nation would be there in short order. And if that were to happen, then the gross national product of Texas would exceed that of the United States within five years. That's the crisis that Washington is forcing here. Governor Abbott's not forcing this. Governor Abbott's not the one who's having these people come across the border. Governor Abbott is not the one that's having his, his citizens of Texas having their homes broken into and all these murders and all the rest of this stuff. So we'll see. But to me, you can split the fine legal details as much as you want to. Everybody knows what's going on. And it's time for somebody to say, okay, you want access? You want to protect the border? We've put up a barricade. Let's see if you strengthen the barricade or let's see if you tear it down. And when I've got that on film, then I'm ready to go to the court of public opinion. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Right Angle.